Why would somebody choose to assume a mortgage over just do it the old way and get a new origination? Why would you pay 3% rates or sub 3% rates instead of 6 or 7 or 8%? We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the In Bloom podcast. My name is Josh Bickford. This is episode number 22, and you have made it to May 2023. Uh, congratulations. Uh, the In Bloom podcast is a cup of coffee and a conversation about thriving in life and in real estate. And for sure, we're going to take a peek around the corner. We're going to see what's coming. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, we're available. Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. Mountain, live on YouTube, live on LinkedIn, and live on Facebook. And then a couple hours later, wherever it is that you get your audio podcasts, and it's on the internet. So uh, these will live forever. So um, before we get into our conversation, let's take a few seconds and enjoy the very best part of real estate culture, which is the connection over a cup of coffee. Yum. So good. So good. Put my computer in do not disturb there. So um, quickly today, kind of like I said, we are getting in front of the market with this. Um, I was having coffee with one of my buddies last week, and he was talking about how in a city of 500,000 people, there were only 500 active listings. So even though rates have climbed quite a bit, we haven't seen prices or demand seem to fall off as people expected, uh, simply because there's no inventory. Uh, there's a lot of theories as to why that is. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to believe that um, people don't want to give up their low interest rate. So um, I think that's part of it. I don't think that there's distress in the marketplace yet. And builders are either selling quickly because they're buying rates down or they're kind of keeping inventory hidden a little bit in some places and not listing everything that's actually available. Uh, so um, assumable mortgages are, I've talked about this many, many times, they are going to be a huge opportunity. They're going to be the driver of the market uh, as as we see unfold what's coming at the rest of 20, you know, second half 2023 into 2024, 2025, uh, you're going to see uh, interest rates continue to climb and it's going to kind of have an effect where fewer and fewer people want to sell. We're going to be in a market of have to sell. Uh, people aren't going to be looking to move up uh, to get a finished basement or to you know, have a pool in the backyard at the expense of doubling their, their mortgage payment. So um, that is why assumable mortgages are going to be what people are after. Uh, there are three reasons that I see. You may see more and, you know, I wouldn't say that there aren't more reasons. There certainly are. Uh, but the biggest three I can see as to why these are going to be such a huge, huge thing. Uh, number one, our affordability. Uh, that's why prices got crazy because rates were so low and demand went up. Everybody wanted to move. We had a great migration kind of that's still going on. Uh, and interest rates were so low that it, we really, in a lot of places, saw a mania. Uh, the second reason, which we'll go into these more in depth here in a second. Second reason is certainty. 
Uh, this is easy to see when you understand that a, an assumable note is locked. You're not subject to what the market's doing at the time. You're not, um, you're not wandering through that kind of not knowing what you can actually afford. Right there, you can see what the payment is. You see what the rate is. Uh, and it takes the uncertainty out of the process. And the last one we're going to talk about, and this one, you know, especially in the in the uh, podcast we did a, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago about buying multifamily homes with these, uh, they pay off faster. So they're going to put you in a position as a buyer to land in that I am free um, category because there's already been a bunch of interest paid off. So let me take one more sip of coffee and then we will jump into this. Um, I was a mortgage broker in the past, so I understand the mortgage world. And if I, uh, if I go too quickly or if there's something I say that you don't quite understand, um, leave a comment and leave it in the reviews. Uh, shoot me an email, josh at joshpickford.com. You can ask a question. I'd love to answer. And if it's a really good question, maybe we'll make an entire podcast out of it or we'll have a conversation. So affordability, the most important thing for everybody when they buy a house is they have to be able to afford it. This is the thing that banks are doing uh, when they are uh, underwriting the loan, when they're looking at your pay stubs, when they're looking at your taxes, they're making sure that you can afford the loan. Uh, because there are so many different scenarios that people can find themselves in, uh, easy example is you've got a married couple uh, and one spouse is on the mortgage. The other one's not going to be on the mortgage for whatever reason. So maybe you have two incomes in that house, but you're only counting one of them. Well, the actual DTI of the household, DTI is debt to income ratio. The actual debt to income ratio and what can be afforded and everything is more than what you're seeing on the tax return. So the tax return has to, uh, or not tax return, uh, the single spouses, their income, um, they have to allow for um, the amount of the payment for your home that goes from like the total amount that you make and then the portion that goes to your house payment, which should, you know, kind of in theory, you want to keep that 25, 30% max. So if you made a thousand dollars a month, you'd want to keep your, your house payment at 250 to 300 bucks. Uh, obviously, bigger numbers for most people because most people aren't making a thousand dollars a month but um that's kind of how, how lenders look at it and um when you are in a really volatile um hold on i got ahead of myself affordability so interest rates at three percent four hundred thousand dollar mortgage at three percent is sixteen eighty six forty two. uh that is why so many people could afford the price, you know, could afford a $400,000 house, let's say, because the payment was so low. Now that's just the mortgage. You're gonna have insurance, you're gonna have taxes, you're gonna have HOA fees and anything else on top of that. But the, you know, go crazy. Let's say that's a $2,500 total a month deal. The amount of people who can afford $2,500 a month in the United States is pretty big. Uh, so the mortgage is under 1,700 bucks at 3%. <clears throat> at 6%, which is actually lower than interest rates are uh, right now as we record this, that number is $2,400. So you've gone from under $1,700 to $2,400 uh, with a 3% gain. 
at 7%, which is a lot closer to what people are going to be looking like, you're at 2661 for only the mortgage. So you're basically $1,000 higher per month. Uh, and if you kind of take the same, you know, it's $3,500 now instead of $2,500 a month. Now it's getting pretty expensive. The amount of people looking to pay $3,500 a month is a lot less. Uh, and as we said, peeking around the corner, which we do here, at 10%, which I do think we will see, probably not forever, uh, from 1971 through 2022, the average 30-year rate is 7.8%. Uh, 7, 7.25, that's kind of where the healthy market is. We've been unhealthy for a long time in the, in the underneath that number, obviously. So I, I am not somebody who thinks we're going to see interest rates come way down. I think that there's a ton of leverage, a ton of inflation, all of that in real estate. And that's the Federal Reserve is in the process of pulling that out of the system. So to get to a healthy place of 725, to get to that average that we've had since 1971, probably going to have to overcorrect. Um, pendulum swing is going to have to go a little bit too far. Uh, so I, at 10%, the payment on a $400,000 30-year fixed mortgage is a hair over 3500 bucks. So the difference from 3 to 10% is $1,923.87. And if you were to make 30 years worth of minimum payments, uh, the difference that you would pay between those two notes, with 10%, you would pay $692,593.20 more over 30 years than you would, um, than you would at 3%. That's a lot of money, obviously. It's a ton of money. Uh, and that is why real estate values are tied to interest rates. Interest rates go way up. Values are going to come down because people buy on what they can afford. So as we see them climb, the assumable mortgage on those FHA, VA, and USDA notes from 2020, 2021, all of that sub 4% stuff is going to be in high demand because you're literally talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars difference. And that's a lot of money to almost everybody in America. So affordability. Assumable mortgage homes are going to be the most affordable. That is reason number one, why you would choose to go that route over a traditional origination. Two, certainty. Um, imagine, put yourself in the buyer's seat, you know, like put your buyer's hat on. Imagine trying to buy a home when interest rates are moving by a percent every two weeks. You know, you start the process and maybe it's six and a half percent and then it gets to seven two five before you find a house and then it dips back down. It makes it very difficult to buy a house because the price point you're aiming at for the payment that you want to have is constantly moving. Uh, that is very difficult. Uh, and... If, really, if you're in the Western U.S. or another market where you're seeing values decline, that compounds that. Like, what's actually going on? Here in, here in Colorado, rates went down um, from basically our peak. And May was the peak. So June through December, values went down. They've kind of come up in the last month or two. So we've, I think we were down almost 15%, and we've come up 2 or 3%, kind of depending on where you're at. So... You know, that's you have to take that into account, too, if if uh, someone is looking to buy a house right now. 
if you've got that volatility on both value and rate, it makes it really hard, really hard to uh, figure out what it is you're trying to buy and to put put all the um, all the pieces into place. That's why a lot of people have simply just walked away from the market and said, I'm going to wait. Um, we talked about the affordability and how much more the payments are when you're getting a new mortgage and how much over time and all that. An assumable mortgage is locked. It's rate locked. You know exactly what the rate is. You know exactly what the payment is. If you've got to bring some additional money to closing or if you're getting a second mortgage or something along those lines, those will vary a little bit, but that's a small portion of the whole. Not that big of a deal. Um, and if market is declining, but you are paying, you know, what if you're $1,000 less per month on the payment? Well, if you are looking at a long-term purchase, you're like, well, five years from now, 10 years from now, you would have room for that to come down and it still make a ton of sense. Personally, for me, if I were to buy a house right now, I would want to assume something. And if I knew I'd be there at least 10 years, I wouldn't care that I was upside down somewhat uh, in the house at some point in the future because I'm going to pay this thing down faster. If it's a 25-year payoff on a, instead of a 30-year payoff, you know, it's like 25 years from now, if I'm paid off and I don't think I'm going to move for the next 10 or more, it's a better deal to take the less payment. If you need to pay more down, you could do that. If you took what the new origination would cost you per month and just paid that on your assumable mortgage if you wanted to pay it down, you would pay it down super fast. Uh, so that gives people a lot of certainty. It hedges their risk a lot. Uh, it's a really good opportunity for someone who knows that they're making a long-term move and um, that they don't want to deal with the uncertainty of volatile rates and of market shifts. And, you know, like saw another bank um, fail last week. You know, like there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. You know, there have been hundreds of thousands of layoffs at this point. Um, getting the lowest payment you can is going to be found via an assumable mortgage, much more so than found via the lowest priced home in the area. Uh, and last, which I touched on this a little bit here, is Freedom Faster. Uh, you would be buying a house. It's 2023. If something was originated in 2020, there's already been three years of payments made on it. That means you're buying into a 27-year fixed rate note, not a 30-year fixed rate note. And that 27-year fixed rate note is amortized over 30 years. So you get the lower payment. A ton of the interest has already been paid off. You're paying more and more and more principal every single month. Uh, if freedom is what you are after, um, an assumable mortgage is the way to go. And speaking of, I want to touch on this. Um, from 2008 through 2022, when the Fed started raising interest rates, they were pursuing a zero interest rate policy. They pushed rates to nothing. And so uh, they ended up having to buy 30% of the mortgage-backed security market because there was no demand from investors. Who wants a 2% return when inflation is more than double that? Nobody. So the Federal Reserve is buying all of that up. Um, we're going to see over the next couple of years, and you can write this down, we're going to see what it looks like um, to make bad decisions because interest rates are zero. You're going to see a lot of that. A lot of businesses that were built on the idea that rates would be zero forever. The commercial real estate market is going to reset completely. Um, cars, 
are going the, the very cars that car manufacturers make are going to come down market because they you know like if you made thirty forty thousand dollars a year you could go out and buy double triple your income level of car simply because these interest rates weren't there as we see interest rates at six seven eight percent it's going to and i'm talking about from the fed not from mortgage um, it's going to change the way that everything works so there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to like the the way that people believe things work has been completely poisoned by the idea of zero percent interest rates forever um, lots of business models within real estate are going to get hurt by that. Um, that that's going to happen, and it's going to be painful. Uh, it's going to be painful to watch. Uh, there's there's a lot of you know, if you get on social media and try to engage in conversation with people on real estate, where the market's going, where it's at, you'll see two very polarized sides where people think it's going to crash, and, and and they'll give you an impassioned speech about how smart they are that that's the case. And you have people on the other side that think you're an idiot if you think um, interest rates aren't coming back down and that the market's going to explode again. You know, think about like short-term rental market. Um, with very little interest on those deals, they make a lot of sense. They might not make as much sense uh, to have some crappy basement apartment in a crappy part of town. So you know, like obviously, if you're in, you know, you've got a condo on the beach or something, you're going to have demand for that. If you're in a vacation area. But there's a lot of short-term rentals that don't make any sense if there's legitimate interest paid on those. Uh, so we're, we're going to see that. Uh, and that is going to be very clear in a lot of places that just they weren't set up to operate in a world of higher interest rates. And so uh, in the commercial world, it's going to mean prices are going to have to come down a, a ton because in commercial real estate, you're buying cash flows. That's what you're buying. Um, so if the cash flow doesn't work at the right return, you know, like if, if you can go put money in a guaranteed T-bill at five or 6% to take on the additional risk of a mortgage-backed security or a um, apartment building or a high-rise office building, you're going to need a higher level of return. That's going to change uh, how everything looks within that business model. So that's, that's something else to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, kind of a side note there is how that zero interest rate policy is going to change uh, a lot that we had no idea was affected because of those interest rates that the, the amount of poison that the federal reserve put into the system that they're going to have to pull out is is kind of scary really so to kind of wrap this all in a bow the reason you would choose to assume a mortgage as opposed to originate a new one it's the affordable payment obviously uh, way more affordable it's the certainty and getting the volatility and uh, alleviating a lot of the risk in the market and you put yourself in a position to be free sooner those are three killer killer perks of an assumable mortgage um, so many people look at you know, they'll tell you don't pay your mortgage off it's cheaper uh, you, you can get returns in the market for that are higher than the interest you're paying on your mortgage. That is a thinking of zero interest rate policy for sure. What we're going to see over the next few years, I, I think, uh, in my opinion, this podcast is obviously my opinion, um, 
I think we're going to see behaviors change amongst Gen X and, you know, and the generations behind us much the same way that our grandparents and great grandparents who lived through the Great Depression, that was so forming and and formulative to how they thought about everything. I think we're going to see that when you see zero zero interest rate policy pulled out of the system. There's going to be a lot of distrust and there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, the guarantees of the market versus the theoretical interest is actually backwards. The guarantee of interest uh, is is guaranteed and the returns in the market are theoretical. I think we're going to see a lot of people decide that actually what you want with a house is to be free and you're going to want to pay it off and not have uh, a payment anymore, not have a huge expense. And people are going to want to ha take the money that would have gone to their, their home payment and put that into, uh, into the market and into things that bring a return and do so from a position of freedom. Um, because that should be financial freedom should be what you're after, not a Lamborghini or not so much amazing stuff, but debt that suffocates you. That's no way to live. That is not how you thrive. So if you got value out of this podcast today, be sure to like, you know, hit the like button, smash the like button, uh, share this with a friend or two. If if you know somebody that would get value from this or get value from my, the channel or from the, the podcast itself, share a link, uh, shoot them the podcast link, shoot them the YouTube link. Um, uh, leave comments, shoot me email. I shared my email today, josh at joshpickford.com. If you've got questions, if I can be of service to you, if there's uh, something that I can help you with, uh, reach out and let me know and know that I appreciate you. I love the time that we get to spend together. Uh, I love taking a peek at tomorrow and setting you up in a position so that when it arrives, you're ready to go and you will thrive. Um, beginning, of, beginning of the month, May 1st, um, want you to have a fantastic month this month. And I hope um, by the time we meet tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you have had one of the best days of your life. God bless you. Have a great day.